Hello and welcome to the Mike, DJ, and Doc Show, the show that plants seeds for cultivating new culture. I'm your host, DJ Cornerstone, and my co-host is none other than Dr. William Sullivan Sr., better known on the show as Doc. We'll discuss the boundaries of our communities of things known and unknown and offer listeners a new connection to forward progress that creates a new culture that we all can be a part of harmoniously. Please stay tuned for special information at the end. Be sure to listen all the way through for the details. Hey, welcome back, everyone. We have an awesome show planned for y'all today. Today, we'll be talking about how much value is 10% worth, chiefly dealing with finances. Our special guest today is Mr. Ken Harris a certified public accountant out of Bolingbrook, Illinois. Hey, Mr. Harris, how you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thanks for the invite. Hey, no problem, man. We're glad you're here. Hello, That's Mr. A- Harris. Hello, <laughs> Mike. How you doing, brother? Good. All right. Hey, Mr. Harris. Yes, sir. Can yes, you sir. let our listeners know a little bit about what you do? Yeah, I, I do basically everything. So uh, what I mean by that, uh, I'm currently the uh, DePage Township Assessor. Uh, for the Page Township, I assumed those duties January first. Prior to that, I was the uh, on the Will County Board uh, politically. Uh, I was in for my ninth year, uh, and so I had to step down to, from the Will County Board to assume the duties of the Page Township Assessor. Uh, I, I'm a retired State of Illinois employee, so uh, oh. I have uh, 32 years of experience, uh, work experience there. So I retired in 2018. Uh, in the meantime, I was doing the political duties as well as my full-time job that pays the rent. <laughs> so you, you're a good brother to know. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I tell people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm, a, I'm a graduate of Augustana College. Okay. Uh, in Illinois, majoring in accounting. I have an accounting degree and uh, got my CPA license. Uh, I passed the CPA exam in 1988. That was a good year. Yes, okay. it was. Yes, yeah. it was. <laughs> what, what was that a good year? I was born in 80. My birthday is August okay. 8, 1980. So 88 was my golden birthday. Yeah. Okay. I had like four ah, eights going on okay. at a time. Yeah. I've done a lot. I learned a lot. Uh been in the work well. Work world, work world, world. Uh, must admit, school was a little difficult at times. I was like, man, I, I can do this, but uh, it, it was difficult. But as you get more experience dealing with uh, situations, now, now I'm ready to teach it. So, oh, yeah. yeah. So that's, that's what I look at and try to help any way I can. Uh, anybody willing to listen to me, I'm willing to tell you about it. Glad to hear that, because we are ready to learn. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Help us get, a, get yes. into some debts and Knowledge stuff. Knowledge is king. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, all right, Mr. Harris. Uh, so let's go ahead and get into today's topic, dealing with our finances. So, Il Doc. Yes. So as we mentioned back in episode two, you know, there's a proper way to deal with finances. You shared your wisdom and everything. But, uh, you know, it was real nice as we got you and Mr. Harris so we're going to have an abundance of financial <laughs> wisdom today. <laughs> yes, that's awesome. Yes, definitely looking forward to it. And yes, back on episode two, uh, when we were dealing with family, uh, we talked about the importance of financing and budgeting and strategizing 
And, you know, the questions were brought up, well, who should be over the finances? Mm -hmm. And it was just who had the most financial education because you don't need someone that's financially illiterate trying to, you know, handle the finances in a marriage or Mm -hmm. does not understand saving, tithing, investing, and things of that nature. And just thinking, you know, so it's very important to have someone that understands uh, finances because we looked at how many problems occur in marriages and family because of there's just no money. Money becomes a major issue. And even in the scriptures, we'll look at later, it talks about in Ecclesiastes 10 and 19 that uh, money answereth all things. So, you know, we realize money plays a very important role here in the earth realm, in our lives. And you know, as we'll look at how money is backed up by gold and silver and the value of money, and uh, because a lot of people really just don't understand. They don't understand assets versus, you know, um, uh, valuable assets and, and things of that nature and the dep- things that depreciate. And majority people invest in things that depreciate. I'm going to give this and we'll go on. Looking at our first study, it, it's, it's been said that you can split all the money in the world evenly to everyone, put everybody on the same playing field with finances, meaning give everybody the same amount. And all the people that were wealthy will end up back with all the money. And all the people that were poor will end up right back with the money. Without, without having no money, they'll end up back poor. Why? Because it's not. A, it's about either you mm-hmm. being having financial literacy or you being illiterate as it relates to finances. Mm-hmm. The wealthy people know how to generate wealth and keep it flowing and understand the power of currency and how it must flow. Poor people just going to spin until they get right back where poor. Not that you mention it. That's it's like the the mindset of the whole idea. It's like you said, we we talk about literacy and different things like that. Because like you said, if a rich person files for bankruptcy, he can somehow or he or she can create wealth again after filing bankruptcy because they know the process. Mm. Mm-hmm. You yes. know they they know how to where to invest, how to build networks, how to build systems with people. They Correct. know they know the value of like you said assets versus liabilities and different yes. things like that. So yeah, it it is a it is a different mindset, and it has a lot to do with like we talked about also about where you, where you come from. Yes, where you come and from. That's it. So yes. like you said, if you don't come <laughs> from somebody who, who teach you money and different, who taught you how to handle money well. Guess what? Usually you revert back to those ways that you grew up on. Correct. And mm. that's it. And the only thing you know how to do with money is spend it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, and, and you know, what I'm no, saying? Yes. if I may interject. Yeah. Uh, yes, it's, please. Not, it's nothing negative. That's a tool to mm. help wow. you out. Mm-hmm. So it's mm. not a crime to file bankruptcy. I mean, like I say, you can rebuild. You may take a hit on your credit, mm-hmm. but right. man, look, I'm in trouble. I mean, I, I haven't got too many uh, properties, and, and you know the value done decreased. Mm-hmm. Well, you look for the bankruptcy oh. avenue to to uh, save you, protect you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you that's, that's good. A, that's a chapter seven and chapter thirteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, chapter thirteen is a re, I believe that's the reorganization. Hey, I need some help. Let's cut this debt in half. I want to keep paying it. Mm-hmm. And it can help you out. So mm-hmm. that's how you look at it. All right. Hey, say you say chapter thirteen is a reorganization. I believe that's the reorganization. Chapter seven is the right. uh, the, the 
full bankruptcy, just discharge. That's interesting. That's that's a deep terminology. Right. Yes. <laughs> just, yeah, I got you. Just, just caught my attention. A reorganized file. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah, you <laughs> pay pennies on the yeah. dollar. You still got to pay your debt, but, you know. Right. Get rid of something that's ah. right. Great. Great. Man, but, I'm taking notes, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I know our listeners that's are tuning in. Terminology. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes, reorganization. Yes, yeah, great. So, I mean, and and just looking at that, like I say, we were um indulging in that, and uh, just looking at how you know to give people information and knowledge because a lot of people are ignorant as it relates to finances, and you know, and if you ever want to lose in a life in an area, it's the area that you're ignorant in. Mm-hmm. So uh, we really want to educate people. You know, a lot of people buy things. And don't even have life insurance. Oh, have wow. a, a closet full of shoes and expensive outfits and bags, and then they die, and we gotta raise do a chicken dinner and go, <laughs> go fund me fund for their funeral. Uh-huh. You know, and uh, you know, it is what it is, and gotta get donations and standing out on the street with buckets. Mm-hmm. See, you know, you see it all in the South. You know, I mean, you're like, what they standing out there on a the bucket raising money to bury so-and-so. So wow. but you know, and because they had a lot of depreciating assets, didn't invest in, you know, and then the Bible said a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. Mm-hmm. Look, it didn't just say his children. <laughs> it <laughs> said his children's children. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, so, hey, and that's kind of where we were, um, and uh, it's just good to, to deal with this subject today, just looking at being empowered and informing at the same time. Uh, yes. Very good, very good. I'm liking this already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let me man, mention something oh, about insurance. You got uh, all these different policies. It gets kind of confusing. But yes. like a whole life policy, I think it's structured where you basically can cash it out. You get a return on your premium. Because at some mm. point, it's not really uh, worth it to have life insurance once you get to a certain age. So you can mm-hmm. take that money, cash out, and oh. reinvest it. Really? Yes. Oh. So look, look at your pocket. Look, <laughs> get, get a financial planner and have them look at that, uh, the estate plan and all that. Right. You know, it might be beneficial instead of paying the premium for another 20 years. Hey, take what I have. You will mm-hmm. pay the gain on any uh, profit you made off that over the mm-hmm. years. But a lot of times it's a return on your premium. This this information might stop a lot of wives from killing their husbands off. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, he can stay alive. We can st- I can still get this money. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I've been married another year. Cash it out? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Oh, man. Interesting. Yes. And people with life insurance don't. Don't find insurance to get people rich like you alluded to. Hey, you need to be able to uh, have your final burial, uh, final expenses and all that, help mm-hmm. the family out, like you said, so you're not selling dinners and all that stuff. And uh, and if you're a business owner, you definitely want to get some insurance and carry on your business, at least close it out. So mm-hmm. you know, that's what that has. You have to have like business insurance to help you uh, keep going while you take care of the affairs if you need to hire somebody or whatever. I know you, you mentioned business there. And, and and like we was talking about the next generation, mm-hmm. because you know a lot of founders have started businesses and right. built them up and everything. The kids come along, the kids be like they don't want to have nothing to do with it. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So you 
you you almost need to plan an exit strategy for Definitely. them. That's the key. You need to plan an exit strategy for them. If because if they don't want to take it on, but don't let them just put in a position of where they give it away. That's right. You know what I'm saying? So they can go mm. do something else. But you need to put something in your plan. And say, look, okay, here's the final deal. If you don't want to carry it on, but look, here's what you need to start liquidating or selling uh-huh. or. This is where the patents are at, or right. this, that, and the other, so that they prepare to if they don't yep. hold want to hold on to it. Mm, that's good, Mike. That's yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it, like you said, it's a lot of planning that goes into yeah. business and stuff. So, and, and with, with with businesses, if you start a business, the worst thing you could do is just stop running your business, just close up. Mm-hmm. That's value. Mm-hmm. You can get people mm-hmm. to praise your business, uh, value your business. Hey, look. You could possibly sell your business once you build a brand. Right. Yes, you can. You can sell your receivables, and hey, look, I got something you may want. Mm-hmm. They can wow. take your okay. model and run with it. So, but uh, that's something I'm working on. That next, that's my next certification: business valuation. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. No, it's simple to an appraiser, appraise residential mm-hmm. property. You're gonna go appraise a business. Here's oh, what yeah. you want. So just don't close up shop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, well, you guys, uh, we we're rolling pretty good, but y'all uh, think what you think about a quick break? <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'll tell you what. Yeah, we'll, we'll we can take a quick break. Yes, sir. Yeah. Okay. Well, y'all, hey, don't move from your seat now, because this <laughs> yeah, is gonna bless so you today. <laughs> y'all, listen to okay. the Mike, DJ, and Doc show. <laughs> we'll be right back. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's your brother in the footwork, DJ Cornerstone, and you are listening to the Mike, DJ, and Doc Show. Hey, welcome back to the Mike, DJ, and Doc Podcast Show, where our guest is Mr. Ken Harris, and we're talking about how much value is 10% worth. Now, we're going to touch on some of these financial rules that are circulating out there. Hey, yo, Doc, so what's your perspective on the value of 10%? Well, my perspective, um, you know, coming from the, the church and, you know, and I'm glad I learned this principle, you know, I learned it in church, but it's a principle that works across the board because it's wisdom, you know what I'm saying? So, it, it, but the, in the scriptures, it says, bring ye all the tithe to the storehouse, the tithe and the offering that there may be meat in my house and prove me now here what said the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out blessings that you don't have room enough to receive. So as we look at that, that tenth, that tie, that's a dime out of every dollar. And my principle and what I've learned over the years, because I implemented this principle in my life at a young age, is that you can turn your whole life on a dime. A dime Mm. out of every dollar. Do you understand? When you Mm -hmm. submitted and committed to a nonprofit, you know, whether it be your church, if you have a local church home, because that's what our tithe is. It takes care of, you know, something. Um, God honors that. You understand? The the universe, if you don't believe in God, it honors that. So however you want to look at it, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? The earth remains its seed, time, and harvest. The earth honors your dime, which becomes your seed. Do you understand? So when you begin to honor uh, God or honor your money, even though even, you know, with giving, because money is currency. Mm -hmm. And so one thing about money, you want to keep it flowing in your life. That Mm. means it gets to flow. You understand, even in the scriptures, it talks about in Proverbs 11 and 24, 
uh, a generous person will prosper. Those that scatter seed increases. Do you understand? Meaning those that give. And in Ecclesiastes, we talk about what you put out on the water is what comes back to you. So that dime out of every dollar, if you can somehow begin to get out of whatever systems that you came out of that could have trained you wrong, put misconceptions in your mind about giving, uh, you know what I'm saying? All they want is your money and this, that, and the other. You know what I'm saying? You got to erase that and, you know, purge that way of thinking. You know what I'm saying? Because if you can, you can literally, when you commit a dime out of every dollar, you know what I'm saying? Whether it be, like I say, the tithe or giving it to some form of charity, when you become mm -hmm. a giver, God honors your giving. Mm -hmm. You know, it creates a harvest. I mean, you know, you can live with an, expect an expectancy. You know what I'm saying? The Bible says, give and it shall be given. Then it says, good measure, press down, shaking together and running over. And this is what a lot of people miss. The next part of that, shall men give unto your bosom? Mm. Meaning mm -hmm. that God yeah. will put men and people in place here in the earth realm. Come on, Man. you know what I'm saying? Man, see, That's going to come back. Go ahead. So, <laughs> see, see right there, that last part of that scripture right there. Yes. Mm -hmm. Like you said, yes. we, we, heard, we hear the first part quite yes. often. But mm -hmm. that last part, men shall give unto yes. you. Now, when I, I think about men, I'm thinking about the system, the financial system you put in place that you are spreading out there. How the multiplication factor of that once everybody gets on board with your system and it starts blessing them. And like yes. I said, okay. when, when I said your system, I mean the system that you're operating in when you're building something. Right. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. So if yeah. you're sowing oh, yeah. into it, and then that mm -hmm. multiplication factor kicks in where everything, where you're being replicated down through that system, your gift, yes. your love, your whatever you want to put into that, right. that yes. in that blank there, how that yes. can multiply. And, and guess what? It's going to come back more than it sends out. Mm -hmm. Correct. Yes. That's it's it. it's going to come back more than it profit. sends out. And the power of the seed. Yes. Yes. And yes. <laughs> if I could say yes. something, can I throw something in there? Yeah, please do. So, hey, my apostle this past Sunday was sharing on the power of giving. Mm -hmm. And he used an example. In addition to financial blessing from your giving, mm -hmm. it can also be a, an emotional blessing, mm -hmm. a spiritual blessing, or a physical blessing. It could be, okay, you gave somebody $500, mm -hmm. but then tornado knocks your house down, all of a sudden you got a whole neighborhood building your new house. Or... For, Men giving for, back into your giving bosom. Giving back into your That's bosom. It. Yeah. Or, or it could have been that 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 Rolex watch that you gave to somebody who, who didn't have a watch at all. Well, maybe you didn't get money in return, but God stopped you from getting your head blown off later on down the road. He was like, go this way. Mm -hmm. you, get the, you get direction from God as well from being obedient in your giving. Amen. That's, that's yes. good. Yes. Yes, it is. And so, and with that, you know, with the giving aspect, I mean, it just works. And a lot of people, and it's a faith move. Mm -hmm. And that's that's the thing about it. It's, it's all about faith. You really just, you, you're trusting a new system. Because many of us, we were, I were at that place. I moved from one state, moved from Illinois to Tennessee. Mm -hmm. I'm out here, you know, I'm just trying to like, hey, I'm Lord, 
what I got to lose. When I heard the pastor begin to teach on it, I'm like, man, I'm already living paycheck to paycheck. Oh, yeah. I'm already broke. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I'm mm-hmm. already, if I miss, come on, I, I can't miss a check. I'm I'm going to the grocery store trying to stretch everything, trying to stretch gas, was concerned about all that. It's like, what do I got to lose by trying, by stepping out and tithing and yeah. giving? I want to see if this works. Mm-hmm. And man, and guess what? It worked. So, you know, I, I speak from experience. And I'm playing there. There's plenty of others, man. It just works. What, what, Doc? Check this out. Yes. Mm-hmm. Then why is it so hard? Now, now we're going to step on some toes with this one. Yes. Why is it so hard that one, we're in service, we still giving twos and fews? Yeah, well, the thing is, because that's <laughs> a mindset. That's a mindset. And that, well, that was conditioning that person's growing up. They heard their parents could never turn off that light. We can't afford that could never afford nothing. They were always looking for handouts. That's what they were brought up in. It built their mindset. Mm-hmm. And that's the poor man's mindset. You understand? Y'all read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Oh, yes. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, it's a mindset. And that's why even in the scriptures, Jesus said, the poor you will always have with you. Mm-hmm. So whenever people are always talking about, well, they ought to take that and give it to the poor. They'll do this for the poor. Listen, this, you will never change poor because mm-hmm. it's a mindset. Mm-hmm. Never forget, you cannot change poor. Poor man, that's a mindset. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You can mm-hmm. give a poor person as much money and opportunity as you want, but if that mind did not change, uh-huh. come on, you know what I'm saying? Oh, Lord, so when you go to church, all you're dealing with is a mindset. Mm-hmm. Everything about the scriptures and faith, it's all a mindset. It's all in Romans 12 and 1. Mm-hmm. You know, be not conformed. Yeah. to the system that you come out of. But be ye transformed, <laughs> come on, to the renewal. That's why people can't make marriage work. They can't make family work. You know what I'm saying? They can't make nothing work. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's like, you know, you smack me, I'm going to smack you back. Mm. I hate to have to put that in right then and there, but you get what I'm saying. You know what, <laughs> what I'm saying? Because that's what, I, that's what I know. That's what my mom and daddy told me. So my big brother said, they get you, you get... So it's a mindset. And when people come to church with that mindset, it's a poverty mindset. And it don't matter how much they got, they still have an issue with giving because they don't see how that works. Because they were taught that it, you know, all all they want is your church. We ain't buying that pastor no Cadillac (laughs) or Lincoln, you know, not Mercedes. And it's like, well, the pastor worked two jobs and did this, that, and that. They got mm. other things going on. You know what I'm saying? And they don't see that for them. They don't see that. No, that people don't see. He work a third shift job, a nice, you don't even know that. <laughs> you know, or whatever. And it's way more. Uh-huh. Got other endeavors. Is a business-minded person. Gotta, you know, so it could be way more, but they don't. And so people downplay it to a petty mindset. And it becomes, and that's a poor mindset. Mm-hmm. Think about it. And it's like, yeah, man, come on. So definitely, definitely. And uh, yeah, so that was very good. But that that is the reason. It's just a mindset. All right, and, uh, so get some mindset. <clears throat> so check this out. Like you said, I, I'm I'm just flowing with what you said. As far as like the struggle, okay. the struggle. Right. Yeah. Now, if the struggle is like you said, everyday life and dealing Correct. with different things like that. I mean, yes. it can be hard for an individual who has never seen a better way. But Correct. how do you help that person to change their mind because like I said, change the mind is what we're dealing with because if the finances right. and different things, if it's the way you think. Mm-hmm. Right. 
you yes. know, we can, we can probably teach as right. much as we want to teach, but then right. guess what? If the individual doesn't receive it, or if it's yes. not being walked out in front of them, it's still yes. going to be a challenge because, like you said, that single mother may have to pay for some lights, get groceries, right. oh yeah, get yes. kids, and take them to the daycare or whatever the case, and she may not yes. see it. How can you set up that, put that strategy in place? I mean, how do how do you really just ground zero say right. this is what I'm gonna do? Right. Yes, and, and and okay, and here's another thing: you we you we can put as many strategies as we want, and many systems as offer as many classes because we did this. Mm-hmm. We used to have financial conferences. Me and Bishop, me and Pastor, we used to do it, and all the people that were struggling financially didn't come. Never okay. even showed up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, offer a class, David Ramsey, and things of that nature. And the yes. people that were broke, busted, and disgusted, they don't sign up. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? And it was like, Pastor, we got to sitting back thinking like, man, why are we even doing this? That is a mindset that, you know, unless the power of the Holy Spirit can bring deliverance, mm-hmm. or the, if a person don't bring it, believe in the, of the Holy Spirit, their conscience, same thing. You know what I'm saying? A spirit filling or just get the feeling of the unction to do and to step out. Mm-hmm. They won't. Because even Jesus said, I didn't come to condemn that the whole world might be saved. So when we try to just force it, force it, force it, that's condemning it. You see what I'm saying? Okay. Jesus is like, all y'all did, all, he stood on top of the mountain. Mm-hmm. And one time he just sat and preached. <laughs> and just talked. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And it was like, you know, and the thing about it, he, deci- he empowered his 12 mm-hmm. and taught them his disciples. He preached to the multitude. You know what I'm saying? But he oh. empowered and enriched his 12. His disciples made sure they had the principles because, see, um, that's the power of, you know, glory to God. You know, uh, one can take a 1,000 and two can put 10,000 to flight. That's the power of just having a core. Mm-hmm. And even, you know, um, that core, your team. You know, uh, sometimes all you're going to have is your 10% that build the whole ministry, uh-huh. that build the whole thing. Why? <laughs> because it's the power of a dad. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? You're trying to get everybody on board, and God didn't even have everybody on board with him in heaven. That's why over uh-huh. a third of the angels left, because they weren't giving nothing. <laughs> Come on. Tell people miss that. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? And Jesus yeah. sent out the Go seven. Ahead, Go ahead. Yeah, you know, so it's like you... you it's like you got to learn to value what you got, what you mm. have there, because that's your dime. Uh. Your crew, that's your, man, I'm telling you, your team, your staff, Lord, it's your dime. You can mm-hmm. turn the whole business, the ministry, the whole thing on a dime. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Ah, my, my. <laughs> the harvest is plentiful, mm-hmm. but the laborers are few. Laborers are people that choose to do Whatever needs to be done. And it's few of them. We have to accept that. It's real. It's no problem. You know what I'm saying? Because here's another thing. I'm going to go back to that part of the scripture in Luke uh, 6 and 38 that I mentioned about giving it shall be given. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together and running over. A lot of people stop right there. They stop right there. But here's the other part that we that, that's going to miss. I'm going to change the perspective on all this. Shall men give into your bosom. Mm-hmm. My desire is to be that man. One of the men. Mm-hmm. I want to be a distributor. Okay. That God can use me no matter yeah. where oh, to wow. be a blessing. Come on, somebody. To yeah. give to somebody. You know what I'm saying? Listen, your gift will make room for you and bring you before great men. I want to be the men. Mm-hmm. See, people, a lot of people, you see what I'm saying? Uh-huh. There are some people on the other that God uses 
to be a blessing, to be a distributor. Mm. Man, you building something, you doing something great. You need a million dollars trying to get everybody rallied. God puts in my heart, hey, you go distribute this on my behalf because of his faithfulness, his mm-hmm. grind, his hard work, his effort. Go be a blessing in them. You know what I'm saying? Go buy so-and-so a car. Go mm-hmm. do this. Why? Because God will use men in the earth realm. Mm-hmm. So my desire, DJ, <laughs> is mm-hmm. to be one of the men. <laughs> Glory hey. to God. Do you understand? Yes, to yes, be a, a, a world changer, a game changer, yeah. a distributor. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing, a distributor, a distribution center. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why we can't hoard. And that's what the Bible says. They that, you know, that scatter, increase. Hold on to that Proverbs 11 to 24. <laughs> that's, that's, been one, that's been one of my desires mm-hmm. for a long time. Right. I just good, want, good wanted everyone that, that was connected to me, family, business, wide work, everybody connected to me that just want them to be blessed. I wasn't really yeah. concerned about myself because I know if you help enough people get what they want, you'll automatically yes. get what you want. Yes, sir. Yes. If you help yes. enough, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Auto- it'll automatically, because it, 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 what goes out comes back. Mm-hmm. But yes. you help enough people get what they want, you get what you want. That's right. So that's that's, that's always it. been one of my desires and stuff is to yes. help people as much as I could and whatever. And like I said, to be a blessing to them and everybody to connect it to me be blessed. Yeah, you said and, that. And, and, and that's the heart of a giver. You have the gift of giving. Mm-hmm. And that's literally what that is. And that, and that and it talks about that in Romans chapter 12, verse. Uh, verse 8, it says, and he that exhorted on exhortion, and he that give it, let him do it with simplicity. And, um, you know, and, and generosity, meaning, you know, it's, it's, and these are gifts, what it was referring to, having gifts differing according to the grace that is given us. Some of us are grace to give. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? This a giving heart. Wanna, don't mind, want to see everybody blessed. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Want to see everybody pull up right. Want to see everybody go to a nice home and but blessed marriage and their children prosperous can such can shout with you and celebrate and be just as happy for you that you are winning in life. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I want to see everybody win. That's the heart of a giver. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Already yeah. got a gift. <laughs> and see, and a lot of times we that are gifted with that gift look back at others that be hating and just be always oh, got some negative to say. And mm-hmm. like, man, dude, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you trying to, you know, I just don't know where's money going and this and that. Listen, once you release that. You, you operated the principle of the system, and the system going to work for you because the earth remained at seed, time, and harvest. You just put that seed in the system. And so, man, it's just, yeah, <laughs> God almighty. Yeah, so um, just know uh, that's a powerful thing. But that mindset, man, hey, it's, I mean, we really, we can't do nothing with that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We can't do nothing with that. Yeah, you God, can convince the person God to help that one, it. huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it. It's a God thing. Yeah, that's hey, it. <laughs> so, hey, Mister Mister Harris, if yes, got a question. So, so we Mike asked about you know the the mother who's raising children, working more than one job. Um, what do you say about the individual that's making over six figures in the salary, and but still is struggling? You know, the money's going out as fast as it's coming in. Like, what kind of tip do you have to that person? That's for the single mom that's making six figures. So this would be single mom okay. or dad or whoever whoever any individual making over six figures you probably have to help them understand like the question was asked what's the value of 10 percent mm-hmm. uh my 10 percent gonna be different than your 10 percent mm-hmm. so I, I look at that word value and what does that mean pretty much what we were just talking about 
uh, one definition I like, it's a person's uh, principle or standards of behavior uh, to determine their 10%, mm -hmm. you know, to, to, to define what the value is to you. Like Mike said, hey, I like giving because mm -hmm. I know I'm going to be blessed later. Mm. Because, uh, you know, it's, it's more blessed to give than receive. Mm -hmm. So another yes. part of that definition was uh, one's judgment of what, what's important in life. Mm. Okay. So uh, it gets kind of tough when you don't have help. You know, if you're a single mom and you got a, a kid or two, it, mm -hmm. it gets tough and overwhelming. And uh, mm -hmm. money, like you see, don't don't solve everything. So it's just, I mean, try to instill in them that, hey, you are valued, uh, that person. So don't don't get too, too down on yourself because mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of married people that uh, deep down, uh, they, they want to change in life mm -hmm. for whatever reason. So but that would be my suggestion. Uh, to maybe help and be understanding mm -hmm. of everybody. Everybody don't have what you have. I I, I still have oh, yeah. my boys all the time. Hey, look, you got two parents that work. <laughs> you got your own bedroom and a TV. So just right. don't always look down and on people. And a TV? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 That's just the one in their room. So if they go to the bathroom, right. they got wow. another one. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow. yeah. yeah, so but it's just got to always yes. look out and always willing to help. Yeah, oh, that's good. Yes. I had a, a a trip a few years ago. I went to Egypt uh, mm -hmm. during Ramadan. Yeah, and then the, uh, the tour guide was excellent. I mean, he was just breaking it down. Uh, you know, what I got that one thing that got that trip where he described Ramadan. What was the purpose of Ramadan? Mm -hmm. To live like those that don't have. That's why he said they do the uh, the, the the famine. Right, they don't eat yeah. at all. What's it like to go without food? What's it like to be hungry? I'm like, man, that, that, that was deep right there, man. Mm -hmm. I'm like, wow. So mm. you want to live like somebody else? Mm -hmm. uh, if you got money, hey, don't eat. Cause everybody can't eat. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and then that's that's they broke that down. That's Ramadan. Mm. You know, they at certain times of the period they they don't eat. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so that was a learning experience just to go out and experience other cultures and realize that they they fight the same thing we fight yeah. mm -hmm. so. and just think mm -hmm. other countries they don't have the social programs that we have right. here, like social security and uh -huh. and all those other governmental benefits that yes. are paid in distributed to people who don't have uh, uh -huh. widows and different things like that right mm -hmm. so yeah they that's that's a challenge right there mm -hmm. so definitely usually after the husband die in that situation right the widow is on her own in those countries that don't have those programs yes yeah, to find a way. Yeah, and even a, a married couple, you you're just one life changing event away from that other spouse struggling. Mm -hmm. Does it be a job loss, a death, or or whatever, a disability? So uh, it's got to count our blessings. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. Yes, indeed. Mm -hmm. So for anybody here on the on the panel, we'll call it the panel. Mm -hmm. um, what do you have to say? Uh, as as far as how to deal with the rising interest of debt. Oh, dealing with yeah. debt. Mm. <laughs> you want to take this one, Doc, or what? Yeah, well, I mean, we can. Yeah, we can definitely look at this here. I mean, you got to realize once again, debt. Um, you know, that's something that a lot of people only know how to get into. <laughs> and so definitely and you know an indebted parent passes indebted on to their children 
mm-hmm. and vice versa. And the cycle continues to go on. And so, um, you know, the scripture says, oh, no man, nothing but to love him. Mm. And also then we look at in the in the book of Proverbs, even as it talks about how the bower is servant slave to the lender. Because mm-hmm. that's what that means. You become a slave, um, you know. So many times it's just wanting something before it's your time, um, you know, before it's your season. In some instances, you know, debt could be good. We'll deal with that in a minute. You know, as a good strategy for building your credit, uh, building, you know, wealth, getting some things, paying off some things, you know, mm-hmm. like having equity and homes of this and that nature. That's that's a good debt, mm-hmm. you know, um, because, I mean, you you got tax things of tax natures and help, but just to run up credit cards, you know, and because you in an impulse, debt is usually caused by impulse, a lot of impulse spending. Mm-hmm. You know, nowadays, it used to be people we had to get in their car, go out to the mall. But now people just get in debt, laying in the bed with their phone. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Amazon, <laughs> eBay, <laughs> you know, Walmart. I mean, hey, didn't even know Walmart sell name brand stuff because it don't <laughs> sell it in the store, but yeah. they sell it online. You mm-hmm. know, like Walmart got a Louis Vuitton bag in that choice. But why? Because it's capitalizing on the impulses of people, you understand? And so as we look at, I mean, there are so many ways. And then, you know, the interest rate that's connected to the debt, that's where the, the slave master comes in, mm. you know, mm-hmm. and bounds the person. I mean, a lot of people shout on these checks that come in the mail. We get them all the time. I mean, because mm-hmm. if, if they only come because you, your credit is right and things are going well in your life, they send the check, but you look at the interest rate, you know, it'd be 39%, Man. 40%, you know? And so why? Because that's where... That's where they enslave the person to the interest. Get them paying, you know, oh, long as I can afford the payment. Mm-hmm. You know, see, a wise person goes to the dealership and want to know the interest rate. Right. Which they pretty much know what they're going to get going in. Why? Because they know their credit score. And uh-huh. they know what they're dealing with. I tell a car salesman, I don't even need you to explain nothing to me or whatever, whatever. I ain't got nothing. I ain't got to get excited. I don't need to drive what I want. I know what I want. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because it's like, I don't need, I'm not on a wing and a prayer no more when you go into that finance room. Oh, just please let me get this. Please let me get <laughs> this. Lord, please, you know? And so, uh, it, um, you get what I'm saying? So, it, it's a different dynamic. And so, the poor person mindset is as long as I can afford the payment. And I'll pay for this TV for the next 30 years, long as mm-hmm. I can pay $10 a week. I got that. <laughs> I got that. I had to pay for that. You uh-huh. see what I'm saying? With an interest rate of 89.9%. And so, definitely. So, they done bought the TV like 10, 20, 30 times. Oh, yeah. And then, you, you see what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. of the, you know, the, there's just the mindset. Because of ignorance, once again, their ignorance is capitalized on. And I don't know about up north, but in the, in the south, and then I'm going to pass it on. What's very popular here is check cash places. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, uh payday loans. Right. Yeah, taking mm-hmm. the cash and payday loan. Use them everywhere. Them things on every corner. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, why? Because that they that people that urge, that impulse. Mm-hmm. We give you money, we give you a check before before payday. <laughs> now you work. know you already live for paycheck <laughs> to paycheck, that's it. <laughs> but when you get your check, we got interest connected to it. And so and once you do it once. The cycle goes on. Why? Yes. Because of ignorance. Mm-hmm. Mr. Well, Harris, what you got on that? Well, you know what, <laughs> Mr. Harris? 
hey, what do you think if we take a quick break and then That's fine. get ready to pull more from your, your fountain yes, of wisdom? Yes. yes. Yeah. All right. All right. So, y'all, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be back with more of the Mike, DJ, and Doc show. This is Ken Harris, certified public accountant out of Bolingbrook, Illinois. We listen to the Mike, DJ, and Doc show. Yes, 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 y'all. So those of you who've been listening, I know your wrist is aching from all the notes you've been taking. <laughs> about to get out of this death. We about yeah. to make some billionaires up in here on this That's podcast. Right. <laughs> yes, indeed. So, yo, yeah. Mr. Harris, man, first question. Like, what exactly is a CPA? All right, yeah. Uh, let, let me, before I answer that, we just, the last topic about uh, debt. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, not it's... a crime to owe people. Okay. <laughs> Think about that. <laughs> what can they do to you? <laughs> right. Uh, Mike, if I owe you, what can you do for to me? Can't do nothing. Take me to you. court. Uh, right. You could probably bust my head, but <laughs> you still ain't got your money. <laughs> There's a crime right there. <laughs> all right. All right. Now you in trouble. So, exactly. Yeah, stop and think about it. Don't, don't mm-hmm. get overwhelmed about that. Uh, there's a system that's designed to keep you in debt. Mm-hmm. So, right. uh, anyway. I thought about that when we were talking last episode, last mm-hmm. part of this. Mm-hmm. But uh, to, to, when, you, when, when you go to school, you get an accounting degree, you're an accountant. Okay, you pass the CPA exam through the Board of Accountancy in, like, say, Illinois. Mm-hmm. Once you pass the exam, you, you're a certified public accountant. Now, the state requires you to either register uh, as uh, a registered accountant but in order to use that CPA designation, you have to register and take classes every three years to continue professional education. And basically what a CPA does, certified public accountant, they're able to attest to an audit. They look at your financial, attest to the accuracy of those, and issue an opinion. So although I don't do audits, I, I go through the process of my continuing education and maintain my CPA license to uh, use that designation, CPA. I mean, if you use that CPA designation and you haven't went through the requirement with the Illinois State uh, Department of Professional Regulations, then you're going to be in some, some trouble. I mean, we can mm-hmm. do the same thing as a, uh, a a tax preparer, accounting, bookkeeper. They can do all that. But as a CPA, uh, to me, it means a lot to hold yourself out as a certified public accountant. So that's one of the values, uh, uh, the difference between an accountant and a, a CPA. Oh, you know, okay. you, you get a license. I'm a licensed certified public accountant. I see. I didn't so, know that. And the license requires you to take your professional education every year, every three-year cycle to get so many credit mm-hmm. hours uh, on whatever topic you want to uh, train on. Okay. Uh, I get try to train on stuff that's relevant to the mm-hmm. type of uh, questions and concerns I get from my clients and make sure I'm still abreast of that. So that's the difference between an accountant and a CPA. Okay. Any uh, other reasons why uh, one should see a, a CPA? Well, the main reason is that uh, we we we're back. We 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 uh, the the license. We got people checking on you, mm-hmm. and I mm-hmm. encourage people to check on me, to uh, audit me, or or give me a certification like that uh, Department of Professional Regulation. Hey, that that's valuable as a CPA to say, look, we we we're CPAs. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Our profession. Uh, that we want we want that uh certification. So the public trust to know that when you get a CPA, you got somebody legit that's uh, concerned about you're going to do the right thing. Okay. It's kind of like 
having the Better Business Bureau accreditation. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, That's sir. a good way of putting Versus it. Versus your yeah. side hustle. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's a good way of putting yeah. it. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. Like when I had my rental property, I was dealing with an uh, architect. They said, you got to get some uh, drawings, you know, some plans on how you want to do your building. Mm-hmm. That sounds simple, but to get that architect stamp, you got to pay some money. <laughs> People mm-hmm. can do the same thing, but, mm-hmm. you know, the, the the Department of Building and Inspection, hey, they want that stamp. They know that you went to a professional, got this done. Right. Mm-hmm. Just, code. right. So I look at the uh, CPA as similar. Hey, that's what you're getting. Okay, right um, on. So before someone goes to see a CPA, what, what should one do to kind of prepare themselves for meeting with a CPA? Know what they want. Okay. I mean, know the, what, what do you want? What's your plan? I mean, like Mike mentioned earlier, what's your exit plan? Uh, I got one client now. I'm trying to talk to her. You need to meet with me. You need to go over these numbers. Mm. Uh, I don't want anybody to say, oh, well, I'm an accountant deal with that. Just call them. No, no, you got to understand this. And that's what mm. I try to educate as well. And like I say, know what you want. Know, know, know about uh, life insurance and other businesses, uh, other things that affect your business. So uh, you got to educate yourself at some point. So uh, if I do your books, I'm not opposed to you get somebody to do your taxes. Get uh, somebody, hey, look at this guy. Maybe oh, what you counting doing? Mm-hmm. You know, stuff like that. Don't you know? You got to know for yourself. Yeah. About your financial situation. So. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, I can dig that. Mm-hmm. How like how often? Once you get a CPA, uh, how often should one visit or to have a conversation with their CPA? Well, hopefully they're, they're bringing in enough money to uh, get some financial. <laughs> <records>. <laughs> Get the financial records every month, and yeah. you know, have your accountant compile your financial statements, uh, and, and just give them to you. Know, hey, here's your income statement, here's your balance sheet, here's where you're at, uh, here's how much you brought in, and mm-hmm. get a year to date figure. Uh, hey, here's what I'm doing, and if it don't make sense, ask questions. Hey, why well, ask this? I don't feel like I'm making money. Well, your financials say you are. Mm-hmm. You may not make as much you want to make. Oh, I, you, I, you're making money, but. I know exactly what you mean as far as that, you know, because uh-huh. I, I own a couple of properties and different right. things like that. And it seemed like just when they start paying the rent on time and you start getting the rent, yeah. all of a sudden it, it, it seemed like it knocks you back down and you think you yeah. done took a few steps forward, but yeah. then you take a few steps back. But then I just keep on doing because even though you don't see it, right? What the paying of the mortgage is still going down. Right. Equity is still growing, even if you ain't getting the income right. like you expected, because it's still over a period of time. The wealth is growing. It's just at a slower pace. Right. Yep. It yep. is growing. Yeah. And, and mm. Some things I can do, like uh, if somebody want to set up an LLC or a corporation, hey, mm-hmm. go fill out the form. Yeah. And you get uh, incorporated your LLC. Mm-hmm. But where's your bylaws? You know, they don't, they don't have that. Ooh, you have to have that before you. You get should. The LLC? That, uh, that tells you how you run your company. Okay. Put those in place. Mm-hmm. Uh, LLC, they got what's called an operating agreement. That tells you how you run your company. You want to bring people in, read your bylaws. And, and definitely get that that in place and mm-hmm. uh, know all that stuff. Oh, yeah. Get a, get a DUNS number for your credit rating. Start building your credit for your business. You know, don't, don't, don't look at my uh, personal. I, this my business is on its own. Mm-hmm. So stuff like that uh, they need to understand and uh, be ready. Do you help the uh, individual uh, develop their bylaws. Yes, sir. Okay, yes, sir. I drafted well, for them. I said, "Get my wallet out here." I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, do right those now. bylaws. Make sure it's what you want. <laughs> I mean, so like I said, yeah, definitely. Yeah, mm. so, okay. Uh-huh. 
So, Mr. Harris, how much would you say is the range, like, as far as hiring? How much does a CPA typically charge from the low end to the high end? For what? For their services. Yeah, what service? Uh, See, that all depends. Uh-oh. Tax service, uh, county service, uh, yeah, uh, setting up an LLC. Mm. Um, yeah, that, that, that depends on what you want the accountant or CPA to do. Okay. To, to uh, determine uh, a, a pro. I, I, I quote you. If you say, I want this, this, and this, okay, I don't want someone to pay for something they don't need, you know. Uh, I can tell you this, if you want a budget, I would say budget 3600 a year, uh, that $300 a month, you get a lot of accounting service for that if you need some monthly financial statements. Okay. Yeah, so if you're mm -hmm. budget-wise, 3600 to 5000 uh for a year, uh, you, you can use that as a budget figure. Of course, a lot of times it's uh, taxes would maybe be separate from that uh, in case you want to take your financial to another preparer. So uh, that can range uh, between 300 to 1500 Oh, okay. Uh, if you can find uh, somebody mm -hmm. like me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it really does depend on what, 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 what you want done. I mean, <clears throat> I got clients where they do a lot of stuff in-house. They do quick oh. books or some of the county programs. Mm-hmm. I asked him one time, why do you need me? <laughs> he said, I do need you. I said, okay, yeah. we got a relationship then. Mm -hmm. yeah, it, it depends on uh, what you get done. Okay. You know, what need done, rather. And if you stop and think about hiring a part-time person mm -hmm. at minimum wage, it, it'll come out cheaper to hire me. That way a business owner can concentrate on bringing money in. Mm -hmm. You know, don't worry uh, about the extra staff and trying to keep them busy for... Even if it's like part time, four hours a day, mm -hmm. it's hard to keep people busy for that amount of time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Now, does it matter? So you're a CPA for a business, and is is there ever a case where there's a specialty CPA for like different kinds of businesses? Say, if you have a service business, is there a CPA specific service for service business versus ones that's that specializes in a like construction. Yeah. Yes. There are. <laughs> yeah. Okay. There, there are certain uh, certain different schedules they look for. Let's like let's use construction. Yeah. They want to see certain things where you're building people, a percentage of building, percentage of completion, and uh, and they, they like see them type of schedules. Uh, like I say, the uh, a not for profit. Uh, they got certain statements similar mm. to an income statement or profit and loss what they call the statement of activity. What's your activity for your expenses and your income? So it's similar format, but yeah, so there are different type of specialties. Okay. Does that list it? Like say if, if someone is to search for a certified public accountant, do they type certified public accountant for not-for-profit? Or, or is it just... No, it's not just listed. In the conversation, they'll tell you. CPA. Okay. Hey, you, you, can, you can do a lot with CPA. A lot of them getting into consulting now uh, mm. and, and going that direction, not just in... Typical debits and credits. Mm. So, but yeah. Mm. All right. And uh, we got to juice you a little bit more. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you got any extra, like, general financial advice you want to share with our, our, our audience? If you're a business <clears throat> owner, uh, you got dependents, kids, uh, bring them into the business. Uh, they don't get allowances anymore. Mm -hmm. They get wages. Mm. So write that off. Uh, set them up with a IRA, four hundred one k. Wow. That yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You bring them in and 
teach them something. Hey, I need you to do this. Sort this, file this. This your payment. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I tell you what, and this is on another subject when you mentioned family businesses. When you look at the NFL and you look at the owners and stuff, have you ever noticed that the son is the president of operation? Right. The daughter in law is the president of personnel. And I mean, they they all filter throughout the business, especially the Dallas Cowboys. Right. <laughs> if, yeah. if you got Jerry Jones kids filtered through all the way out down to the next generation. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that that I always thought that was interesting. Yeah. You know, but if you look that setup in most businesses, that's how it is. It kids is. is filtered throughout. Uh-huh. Heads of all all kind of definitely units and divisions and all those different things. Mm-hmm. And and like I said, that's past. That's literally passion on the inheritance. Right. Right. Right there. Yep. Oh, you know what, nothing I learned that if you got an idea, go with it. Because if you're thinking about it, I guarantee you, other people are thinking about it. Mm-hmm. So implement that, put it in effect, and, and, and go with it. Uh, I, I get quite a few uh, people come to me want to start businesses. Uh, and I'm always like, why reinvent the wheel when it's already out there? Mm-hmm. You know, trucking and transportation. I've been getting a lot of calls where people want to set up which is mm. good i mean you got people going to amazon and uh starting a transportation business and when i was shocked not shocked but he was like please he made thirty thousand dollars in like two months so wow now he ready to expand mm-hmm. with iron and get more trucks mm. so mm. That, that's the type of well here in the midwest uh, that's that's king right now yes this is the mm. when we when we look at the midwest when i'm talking about here in joliet Joliet mm. area right here. It's like in the center of the United States for distribution because mm. you got your waterways, you got the railways, you have a couple of airports and some other airports in this area, and everything is coming here because it can be distributed throughout the rest of the United States very evenly. Mm-hmm. So mm. everything pit stops here. And our roads, Route 53, 52, yeah. 80, between... uh. Mokina and down there in Manuka and all those places are filled with trucks and they steady building warehouses. So yes. that is one booming business around this area mm. that is going to be going on for the next at least 10, 15, 20 years. Because like you you mentioned mm. earlier, Doc, with everybody sitting in their bedrooms ordering stuff from right. Walmart, yeah. Walmart's mm. got several warehouses right here. Yeah. Amazon's okay. got several right. warehouses wow. right here. Mm-hmm. And okay. like I said... They're they're mm-hmm. building right here in Illinois, and oh, yeah. right wow. here in Joliet. Okay. Yeah, oh, so yeah. kind. <laughs> so I can I can understand somebody starting a trucking business and and oh, yeah. and hitting the ground running and making bucks big time fast. Yep. Because they don't have enough truckers, man. Mm-hmm. Everywhere you see a signs asking for yes. truckers, mm-hmm. and I know we don't got off the subject a little bit about the ten percent, but this still part of the business because that's your next level once you set your finances up in the house. You expand to something else, so it's yeah. gonna be business. Yep. So yes. yeah, this all ties in, and truly, thank you for that input, yeah. Mr. Harris. And let me uh, just share. That. I think this was Harriet Tubman. How could she have freed more slaves? Anybody ever hear that story? No. Mm-mm. Wow. Uh, she could have freed more if, if they realized they were slaves. <laughs> there you go. Mm. That's yeah. the same wow. way. I can help more businesses if they realize they're in business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if you got a lawnmower, you going around cutting grass. You in business. Mm-hmm. And I, when I was with the county board, I, I chaired the CARES committee. We had $120 yes. millions to get out. 
And uh, hmm. people weren't ready. They didn't have their paperwork in place. They didn't have their federal ID number. They weren't structured. But now wow. they was getting passing out fifteen thousand dollar grants. So grant, I was just gonna say grant. Yeah, right. So we could have helped more if they realized wow. that they did yeah. business. So, mm-hmm. so you gotta go. If you got an idea, get structured. Wow. Yeah. Set up an LLC or a corporation mm-hmm. or at least get a federal ID number and a, a separate bank account. Say, hey, this type of stuff we was asking for. Yeah. So, but we yes. we put a lot of money out there, but uh, it was because some more that probably could help. So, wow, gotcha, wow, uh, Mr. Yeah. Harris, is there anything else you can share as far as what the value of ten percent is? Like, sum it all up. Yeah, I, I'm always thinking about that ten percent, and uh, it, it uh, I think like Doc said, it can affect the rest of your life. It, it, it you have to put that in there too. How can you that ten percent? Uh, multiply that in other parts of your life you, you got the church you got uh to help other people you got yourself 10 mm-hmm. percent for the church and then 10 percent for yourself and, and, and then you still got 80 percent left so but yeah it, it's yeah. it's it's a good question and uh i, I like that 10 percent rule and uh and if you do integrate the magic of compounding mm-hmm. you'll have abundance uh for the rest of your life quickly Okay. Well, y'all heard it from the man himself. Yes, sir. Hire him, y'all. Hire him. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Harris. Yeah. Everyone, we're going to take another break, and we'll be right back with our segment from Doc, the man, with There It Is. There it is. Okay, hey, we would just like to uh, thank you all for uh, being a part of today's Mike DJ Shop Show. There it is. We get ready to summarize our today's show with There It Is. Uh, We just want to continue to encourage you uh, to be mindful. Uh, Be mindful of how you respond to your finances. And uh, be mindful of what you do with money. Uh, Be willing... uh, and receptive to learning something new. Do you understand? Uh, you know, one of the questions, do you know your network? Do you, how much you are worth? Mm-hmm. And so things of that nature. So uh, we just want to encourage you uh, to, um, with this knowledge that uh, was uh, put out today. Um, and uh, just, um, and once again, money, it's all about, it's the mindset. It's what you think about money is what's determining either money being attracted to you or money leaving you. You understand? It's how to what you think about money. And so uh, as we looked at the 10% uh, rule today, uh, the power of the dime, meaning that you can change your whole life on a dime. And as we sum it up today, I just want to read a scripture in Deuteronomy chapter 28, uh, verses 12 and 13. In the Good News Translation, it says, He will send rain in season from his rich storehouse in the sky and bless all your work. I mean, who wouldn't want that? Mm. My, my, to bless all your, you know what, your, you know what needs rain? Your seed, my seed, our tithe, our offering, that dime. You know what I'm saying? What you've invested, what you've put out, it needs the rain. 
Do you understand? And then to bless your work. Oh man, come on. Who wouldn't want their work blessed? Everything that yes, you're working yes, on. Yes. Your family, your home, business, ministry, bless your work so that you can lend to many nations and you will not have to borrow. And then it says the Lord your God will make you the leader among the nations and not a follower. You will always prosper and never fail if you obey faithfully all his commandments that I'm giving you today. Hey, that's there it is. Continue to be encouraged. We look forward <laughs> to you on our next episode. Uh, we thank you. There it is. Yes, yes. yes. Thank you, Doc. And Mr. Harris, You're thank welcome. you so much. Hey, before you go, can you please share with everyone all your contact information? Yes, I can. That's Ken Harris. Uh, cell number 630-605-8751. Uh, 630-605-8751. My email is Ken. CPA32 at gmail.com. So, uh, can CPA32 at gmail.com. Uh, just want to encourage you guys to keep on listening to the Mike, DJ, and Doc show. Uh, you get some free information here. I'd like to save people money. So, uh, if you have to come to me yes. directly, it's going to cost you. So. <laughs> man, well, thank you for, uh, again, Mr. Harris, man, for being our special guest on the Mike, DJ, and Doc show. And hopefully in the future, we can have you back, not yes. just to talk about finances, but other topics as well. Oh, yes. Please. So let's have a nice applause for Mr. Ken Harris, y'all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you, sir. And we got a word from my brother. The first name on the group, Mike. Mike. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, while the weather changes here in the Midwest, going from bitter cold to rainy spring, and you begin to go back outside to those long exercise walk and bike trails, please don't forget to take us along with you everywhere you go because we're available wherever you get your podcasts and you can keep us tuned in. Yeah, right? And everyone listening to us, if you have a question for Doc, DJ, or myself, please go to our website, send it to us, and we'll try to answer it on our next podcast episode. If you have any questions or comments, go to our Facebook page. We would love to hear from you. Mm -hmm. So our next episode release date will be May 7th, Building Your Community Service. We'll have a special guest, Ms. Julia Alexander, president of Including You Incorporated, a non-for-profit organization from Juliet, Illinois. Again, we thank you for listening to the Mike, DJ, and Doc Show. This podcast was recorded at Audio Hive Podcasting in Joliet, Illinois. Audio Hive Podcasting is a studio dedicated to podcast recording, editing, and production. Check us out at www.audiohivepodcasting.com. 